the field we have Michael Haywood, John Bender. That's it. John Bender. <laughs> I can do the voice better, so I just can't find it right now. It's far. JJ Summers! From Left Field, a podcast about SNL films. In 11 episodes. You plugged in there, buddy? I'm plugged in. I'm not plugged in. I'm plugged in, baby. How's it going, Wendy? It goes, brother. It goes. I'm just going to grab this morning. I'm going to lean on back today. <laughs> Doing that Texas lean. Lean back, lean back. I'm good, dude. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I I had the, the the first meeting for the new sketch show yeah. that's coming up today, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, my my ideas seem to be accepted well. Like they were laughed at in the right way. <laughs> so they were we just like, ha fuck you. <laughs> So, I heard, it, I heard yeah, about it. Feeling good, yeah. It made me laugh too, so, so I'm yeah. excited for y'all. So riding, riding that high, yeah. Is, uh, you know, as well as whatever other highs. Fucking um, Houston beat Seattle's ass. Did yeah. you happen to catch that? Uh, no, Twenty-one I didn't see to it, one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to mention that. Wow. Oh, Lord. Not saying, you know, Seattle is trash bandicoot right now. They're not the Seattle Mariners. Round, Round Rock Express is uh, getting ready to go to the championships. They're, like, they're right on the edge, oh, really? I think. They're teetering. So. Oh, shit. Living on the edge. Okay. I love that stadium. Man. Okay, so uh, what is Houston? It's a city in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it's the largest Houston. seaport in America. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's where people go and they have problems. Oh, I see. Okay. It's, it's the capital of humidity. Oh, and what's their mascot? Um, water Space. vapor. <laughs> Space. Okay, uh, so Seattle's the Seahawks. Lean. Right? Well, well, it depends on what sport you're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah, we're, doing, we're talking baseball. Football. So like very much on um, The Mariners. Seattle Mariners. Mariners. Yeah. Versus Seattle, the Houston. Seattle Seamen. Astros. <laughs> Astros. Yeah. Mm, Astros will win every time. Uh, they better go on to the ship. They've been playing like none of your business, like winning, 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 winning. Yeah. But uh, what did I look at? Um, the Dodgers are on the same. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. They better take it to the ship and win. They've yeah. been playing like monsters. Dodgers got Kershaw. You will see. My boys ain't in it, and they ain't gonna never be in it, but they still my boys. Kershaw's from Dallas, though. Is he? Yeah. Why he leave us? Because <laughs> that's who gave him a job. Well, we need to get <laughs> That's what happens. They're like, do you, do you want to move to where there's better weather and movie stars and a job? That's why we're getting a dome, though, so we can get a better pitching staff. Yeah. This isn't, uh, Wait, so this ain't the baseball <laughs> podcast. <laughs> It's exciting though. We're, we're getting in, we're getting into the playoff it baseball is. time. It's, it's that time. Woo! Yes. Woo! And you know maybe it's more exciting than Stuart saves his family. <laughs> I agree, but that's okay. We can talk about that. Oh, it's boring, but it's heartfelt. John and Michael are here. We're here. Um, Hi. Uh, this is uh, uh, from. Wow. 
How close should I is, hold the mic? Is this good? Is this good? Is this good? <laughs> I don't know. Every microphone is different. I want to I'm sorry. I'm a rover. I got to see what I did. <laughs> uh, everybody's hold, everybody's holding their mic you. stand like it's an ice cream cone. I wish I had some bluebell up in this mic. Stuart. God, saves, saves his, his family. family. Saves his family. Uh, Not a particularly funny movie, right? I Can you only say. save yourself from your family? Uh, I'll, I'll open. I was was not into it. I was almost upset that it, Harold Ramis directed this thing, mm. and I watched it with Tanya, and she liked it. Oh. And I was like, none of these jokes are landing, and she said, "Is it a comedy?" See? And I said, yeah. wait, yeah. See? maybe it's not a comedy. And when I when I started thinking about it as not a comedy, this movie had a lot more value to me. Yeah. yeah. Like what? Yeah, I think I, I recognize about halfway through, I was like, that, I, I feel like this is just a veil to get a message across about kind of vulnerability and, and whatever pill they, they could prescribe. Yeah, I, I feel like if you look at it as, like, the things Stuart is saying is, like, being, like, jokes, it's not funny, because it's just like, oh, well, he's just kind of misguided, but he's just, like, like, I don't know, like, being emotionally open, especially as a man, like, was a punchline 20 years ago, mm-hmm. so, like, if you look at it through that lens, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, this guy talks about feelings, uh-huh. But then, if you like, actually look at it, it's like, oh, he's really trying. Like he's he's come, he came from a broken home, and like he's he's trying to make people feel better about themselves. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for Al Franken here. Um, <laughs> I think he realized that he got the jokes out on TV mm. before the movie even came around. Um, apparently, Harold Ramis really wanted to make this and talked him into it. And I think he decided, I'm going to take this character that people already know, and I'll kind of hit these highlights that they expect me to say or whatever, but I'm not mining it for jokes. Mm. I'm not going to do the same stuff we did on TV, and I'm just going to kind of get this language out there in the realm and see if it makes a difference. I think he cared about this. It seems like somebody cared. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a definite sweetness to it, even... Even when I was not enjoying it as a failed comedy or whatever, I'm like, it's, it's still sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. And it's it something was. that you could tell he's he's proud. Yeah. He's proud I of it. But I chuckled a few times. Yeah. Some chuckling went on. The the, the photography thing with on uh, in front of the Hollywood sign? Yeah. yeah. That was That's funny. a good bit. That was yeah. a very good bit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. That was fantastic. I, th- I think the flashbacks were the best part, yeah. actually. It's kind of like if they would have made a Christmas story type of movie. Yeah. It would have yeah. been funny all the way through. <laughs> that, that being said, who, who here is familiar with uh, Al-Anon culture? Mm-hmm. Uh, not, what? Not so much. Uh, Alcoholics, Alcoholics Anonymous. Anonymous. Oh, I thought you said Al-Anon. And I was like, is that like QAnon? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no. Not really. It's, it's, <laughs> The word, the words you said, made, like queers anonymous, or no, what? I don't, I don't know what it is. What? It's just like a thing people talk about. It's like all capitalized. I don't. When you said it, I just it, it all sounded it like it was one. Q anonymous, yeah. like it's basically where they believe that there's like 
uh, okay secret agent in the Trump administration fact checker Morgan <laughs> and this Q is feeding them information about like the conspiracy uh, okay. to bring down Trump and Trump is like the only person who can okay so like, yeah I thought it was like that yeah <laughs> but no Al Anon that makes more sense is it not generally referred to as AA because I know like prior to this movie I always heard like AA uh, it's interchangeable okay, okay. I also want to backtrack and say <laughs> that when you said QAnon my mind immediately went to oh an organization where some people that identify as something that starts with Q come together to feel support and then when I said, oh, Queers Anonymous, that implies, from the structure of alcohol, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. that this is something to be remedied, but no, this is something to find um, a, uh, a, uh, a culture together in. In your, in your mind, another word for QAnon would be closet. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm... I'm just. I, I was QAnon for a lot of my yeah. childhood. <laughs> in the closet with friends. In the yeah. closet with friends. In the closet with friends. I'm in a movie about Pizzagate. <laughs> that it's bad? called Duncan the Movie. <laughs> Duncan the Movie. It'll be in theater soon, I'm sure. Check it out. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Heck yeah. I've got a big part. <laughs> <laughs> Was it two lines? You got two lines yeah, in that yeah. one. Yeah. You pop up in a few scenes. Two of the best lines yeah. in that Oh, yeah. Solid. A, a, a few scenes is Morgan's way of saying one. <laughs> <laughs> you pop up in a few scenes. What? <laughs> Don't even move. I'm sitting the whole time. I turn around. No, wait. I do I do walk out. Yeah. I do walk out of the room later. I, do, I'm, I'm, I can admit oh. when I'm wrong. Uh, what, what was your character saying? Crabby Man One. <laughs> Crabby Man One. I love that. What room were you walking out of Crabby Man One? It was a church. Oh, that's where all the Crabby Men. Crabby are. Church yeah. Men. Crabby Men hang out in pews. What was your relationship like with Crabby Man Two? Um, antagonistic. I didn't like Crabby Man Two. Oh. I don't know if I should talk about this or not. I don't know if that it. guy's gonna listen. Yeah, he was a jerk. Wait, he so was a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how many crabby men were there? Just the two. Just the okay. Hi, BG. The BG. BG's here. BG. Hey, BG. Stuart saves his family. His family. He saves his family. He Does that family himself. need saving? Okay, I, I, I want to talk about something that didn't settle right with me. Okay. It, it, of anything in that movie, there's there's a point when um, Stuart's mom, what was her name? Little lady that's in every S and L movie. Lois. We'll go with Lois. Dolores. So Lois. Dolores. <laughs> so Dolores. Um, oh, they're all these wives. Dolores. Delois, you're sticking with it. I like it. (laughs) Delois said that she would take. um, I'm having a total brain fart right now. Oh no! Yeah, what it was was um, uh, 
she was essentially saying that if Stuart's dad didn't um, like go into treatment, okay. that I now know where you are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 if Stuart's dad didn't are go we, into treatment, are we going right to the end? No, no, no. <laughs> no, this is like the intervention scene. Uh, That's that's the end, right? <laughs> that's okay. We'll loop back. Keep going. Keep hey, going. Hey. He's invested. Let him have uh, Yeah. <laughs> He's um, edited it. <laughs> that works. <laughs> but um, uh, she um, uh, said, like, yeah, um, I, I have other things to do, essentially. Yeah. Like, She's like I'm really it. torn up by this. Mm-hmm. And, and then they... There were like two extended scenes of everyone laughing, laughing at her. At, uh-huh. Like that was the punchline. Yeah, like oh, she's got so much to do. Yeah, and she's that was like the thing. antithesis of a joke for yeah. me in that moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because like everything else was very playful in that mm-hmm. scene, and like the bits were fun. But there's something about that line. She and then them just dragging it yeah. out. I said, I th- I think it ties into. When he said something about you know, me doing something you like, like cooking or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and she's like, I I do that because I have to, not because I enjoy it. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. I, I hate that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, I think I think all of that's tied in mm-hmm. to that. The the way they see her is mm-hmm. that all this all the stuff that she's done to make the family happen was yeah. stuff that she just liked to do. Yeah. It's not that she did it because that was her job in the the family unit or whatever. It's just oh, this is what mom likes. Mom, <laughs> like mom, mom, mom likes to clean up after us for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone else like only does thing the things that serve themselves in yeah. the moment. There's a Actually, shitload of honesty in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a relationship. That, that that's a funny thing with Stuart is even Stuart falls prey to that mm-hmm. in, in the movie, and he seems to be someone that's like very self-aware and aware of all the relationships that he's in, and yet that is something that he doesn't have a concept of. Also, like, it's a very... I, I mean, I guess it's just sort of like the jokes and it's like reason, but it's like a very fat-phobic movie. There, like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that's just like, you're fat, yeah. and it's like, that, was that even a joke? Or like, <laughs> like I get that, you know, he's like internalized this, like, loathing because of his own, like, disordered eating, but like, I don't know, I feel like when you put that into a movie where you're just like having characters insult each other for like their weight and eating and like not have it really be like like it's just like punching down but like no one like gets their comeuppance for like being body except for when he's like really going off on his boss yeah with all that for the most part I don't get the feeling that Stuart ever thinks he's he's done Evolving or thinks that he's yeah. better than other people who aren't evolving. He just wants everybody to be better, yeah. and everybody to be on the the path to being better. Which I can get. But his pettiness comes out, and he reacts to it. Like yeah. in the scene, he's like, "Oh my god, I shouldn't have said that." Oh, I. I he doesn't I seem to truly really be remorseful but, for like saying it. like he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't." It's like kind of this like sociopathic response. To him. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I notice, like, because he like doesn't really strong sociopath. He's not like. He's not like, oh, that was hurtful to say. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. That, like, hurt my chances of getting my show back. Uh-huh. And, like, it just felt like, I don't know, he was, like, he didn't really seem to 
care. Like, you know, he had lived his whole life having words heard him, and, like, I don't think he's, like, appreciating that, like, you're being mean, and, like, you apologize for it, but you're not really apologizing. You're apologizing for being, like, disruptive and not for, like, being hurtful. But you know what? I mean, he came from a br this broken home, and it's just uh, used to it. It's, yeah. It's like some real shit. Yeah. That justifies everything. No, it definitely doesn't justify it, but, like, <laughs> I feel like they don't, like, really address that, which is, like, make it makes sense, because the movie's from, what, like, 95? Yeah. They weren't really talking about, like, toxic, like, words and environments and masculinity and whatever. No, they're, okay, so, you saying all of that made me, uh, reminded me of a feeling that I had while I was watching it, mm -hmm. that, um, if this had come out around now, I would have I would have watched it from like this meta perspective. Yeah, I think it would have been handled differently. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I, I would have handled it differently, and I wouldn't have come in with these uh, presuppositions about like knowing what the culture was like, at least secondhand. Um, and uh, duh, 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 they. Um, we can edit this a little bit. Right? No, we don't edit. We're, everybody's going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my all god! Good. No, man, it's all good. <laughs> my mind's wandering. <laughs> but um, the point that I'm trying to get to is that what was I just saying? <laughs> Come on, help me out. Help me out. Help a brother out. I need this. Oh, you said that Stuart saved his family. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah, man. it felt, like, it felt a, like a lot. Being of a different time was what yeah. you yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that I... Um, yeah, I, I, I would have watched it from years more of a, Yeah, yeah, that... Um, like, Damn. all of those jokes could have landed. Fuck, this was 25 this years ago. This is just barely younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, all of those jokes... Would land very differently. Yeah. Film now. And like, from a modern crew, if you scrapped a few, of them, like the mom. Yeah, she. Yeah, uh, I but I guess for that time, though, you know, like, she was. I've seen that. I've seen that in people. She, I would no. I take that back because I would. I would expect her to be more compassionate toward him. Because that's her baby at the end of the day. And I didn't really get that from her no. at all. And the whole scene where they were talking about um, when he wanted to make all the money in the car, have the car with the money in it, and they were all caught, the dad was calling him Sir Eats a lot. Is that what yeah. he called him, Sir Eats? I'm just like, yeah, just like some being fucking a, dicks. Yeah, just being a dick for him, yeah. to him for like submitting to a contest. Yeah. Like, why would you shame your kid for that? For like, it's like putting his creativity out there and you know he's like trying to like get money for the family and it's costing you nothing like he mailed a thing why are you yeah. gonna like shit on him yeah. for like trying to care they were fucking projecting his yeah. dad's so awful they were heavy so on that in the flashback where he goes to get the ball from the neighbor and the yeah. neighbor guy takes the ball after he goes over the fence. Like, was and that a real thing that happened? Dad's the hero. Is is that the reason why they care at all about their father anymore? Because he was the hero once. Is it, that 
It feels like know, they like. I love that scene, yeah. but I'm not sure where that fits in in that family dynamic. Yeah, it I mean, feels like it... a separate sketch. Like a lot of the movie, it feels like they're like talking about how like they care about each other to some degree, but like they never really demonstrate it. Like it's oh. like all like telling, not showing, and like I don't care about any of the relationships. Because they don't, at any point, demonstrate that the relationships matter. So, like, seeing them fall apart, I'm like, okay, there are no stakes. No one cares about anyone except for, like, the AA sponsor. She's, like, the one character that actually gives a shit. She's badass. She's so cool. I love... Everybody deserves a friend like that. Why is the movie not about her? Right? (laughs) Like, she's a cooler character. Um... Because, like, yeah, I just feel like no one really gives a shit about each other. Mm-hmm. And that makes it hard for me to care. And then they have, like, this one flashback where it's like, oh, his dad was a hero once. Because, like, it's, it just doesn't feel like it fits within, like, the actual narrative mm-hmm. that they've written. It's like, yeah. when was he ever like this? So I read that in a very different light. Um, from the perspective of you have a dysfunctional father... Right, who is hurting you t- continuously, and you're holding on to, like, a impactful memory, like a, a, a point that demonstrates value in the relationship that you can't let go of, and that, like, to me, that deepened the character of Stuart. Okay. Yeah. I see that. I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to have something to hold on to. Yeah, with I'm, the poor guy, <laughs> and like I like he's got all this inner turmoil, mm-hmm. right? Uh, anyone that has a disposition like that has got to have inner turmoil. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to yeah. let it out he's, somewhere. He's got so much pain. Yeah, yeah, and like they never really address it. Like it's it's interesting seeing like a sketch, like an SNL like sketch movie like this, going so dramatic and like not punchliney because. Like, yeah, like it wasn't marketed as... It was marketed as a comedy, right? Mm, and then, like, they go in and it's like, oh, this actually isn't... Yeah, like like you said yeah. earlier, like, you appreciate it more once it's not a comedy. Yeah. But, like, they didn't... I feel like they still wanted to make it, like... John opened a can. I did. John. I, I opened a can. I was trying to be incognito. It was very incognito. It was extremely incognito can. Out of the top of the can... <laughs> It is uh, on your shirt. partially on my shirt and on my pants. <laughs> on your world's least dad I, I was starting to, to turn the mic as if it was a camera and I could show you. <laughs> I, <laughs> can, point I, can, I it. can hear it running down your shirt. <laughs> uh, so I thank you for calling me out on that. Yeah. But anyway, it, yeah, it, like, they didn't fully explore, like, the actual depth of the... Like, I, I feel like they pulled the punch on, like, could... It, like, the movie is lukewarm because it's not a good comedy and it's not, like, a fully deep deep movie. Yeah. This movie's a bog. It's... It's a bug? It's Luke bog. It's Luke, no, it's a Luke Lu- bog. Lukewarm. It's like, oh, this is kind of like... Yeah. It's like... It's like a... It's weirdly tepid, cool, like bathtub water. Huh. Gazpacho. Like, yeah, like it yeah. could be, it could it's be a nice and cool. Full of gazpacho. Or it could be like <laughs> warm and bubbly, but it's just kind of like, eh? yeah. 
Siskel and Ebert liked it. Uh, of course. Their reviews did. on YouTube that gave it two thumbs up. Huh? Um, Siskel called it smart and hip. Smart, Ooh, smart and, and hip. hip. So, so tell Ebert, me. Ebert said it has more courage than a lot of serious films, and I think that's a very good point. When you, when you compare it to the movies of the day, it yeah. was addressing oh, things yeah. that even dramas weren't talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's I, very, I it it's very forward thinking for a movie yeah, from That's where it touched me. And Which I need to, like, he recognized it. Siskel calling it smart. I'm not sure. I guess it's smart, but hip? I don't think Very so. not hip for <laughs> the time. There's nothing hip in a movie Shall that's got that sweater collection. The 90s were so detached. <laughs> like, And this movie was so not detached. Everything was like irony and Seinfeld and I don't give a shit about anything. And this okay. movie was like, hey, I think maybe we could give a shit about a thing. <laughs> Would that be okay? Sorry. And rolling with a SNL film <coughs> tradition takes place in Chicago. Yes. Yeah, I know that. Like, see in a lot of films. So that gave it's me the very much in Chicago. Like, they yeah. mention it a lot, and I'm used to movies not being in Chicago. And our protagonist has a television and or radio show. Yep. Which they yes. also do in lots of these. They're <laughs> like, what other Wayne's life is World, there? It's Pat. Yeah. <laughs> so I also interpreted this to some degree as, like, a call to the comedy because I know during that time, continuously, uh, there's, like, a, a lot of people in comedy struggle with substance abuse. Oh, yeah, and, like, toxic family systems. Yeah, and tos- toxic family systems, and with um, having a positive disposition, generally. Even if you're, like, forcing it? Yeah. But he had a something for everything in his life. He had the, uh, a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And what was the guy with the sweater vest? What was the? I remember what he was. Sweater vest man, and then <laughs> the, the, yeah. the lady. The, yeah, the sweater vest. And then all the men the bicycle. Yeah. They not. I love a good sweater. No, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> the I, bicycle I, I, he, man. Yeah, yeah. He gave people <laughs> advice, but he like did not make any decisions for himself. Mm. Like it's interesting that he gives people advice, but like only makes other decisions based on what the was advice he of people a he gets. therapist? No, what he was, was not. He? That was a, a point that they made early on. Is yeah. like he's he has not, no credentials. He's not he licensed. Just... He has not been trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, he's, so just, he's, he's just he's, uh, he's, gone through several twelve-step programs. That was and he one of the first advice. lines in the movie, yeah. <laughs> which is, is <laughs> great. Like because he's just so unqualified and he doesn't really give good advice. But like, he really wants to. But yeah, he, like, it's not a comedy. Yeah, yeah but it's, I, I got it's some interesting troubles. exploring the, the like the psyche of that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so I, I do think that the opening set the tone for me a little bit because all those family photos that it like made the focus on the relationships, and yet the film was so much on Stewart, and it was very much like how he was navigating, keeping this positive attitude. Um, like throughout all these fucked up relationships in his life. I fast forward through them pictures. They was getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's enough. They should have played Randy Newman under that's that. That's right. <laughs> and and I, I mentioned that before the podcast started. Like the only thing that I really liked about this movie was the score. Yeah. The score was amazing. Who, it was who amazing. Did that, did you? His name is just. Mark Shaman, 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 Mark Shaman, Mark Shaman, 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 
And he's done everything that I love. Oh, he did the music and lyrics for Hairspray on Broadway. Man, he's, I'm telling you, dude. Dang. Like, I was going through his stuff. I was like, oh, I love, 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 love. Adam's family. North, Patch Adams, Simon Birch, which I love. My giant. Oh, Simon Birch. In and Out. Adam's. First Wives Club. Oh, gosh. I still think about the North. Oh, he, 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 he was involved with SNL. Oh, really? He played, oh, okay. he played the Sleepless piano Sleepless. for the Sweeney sisters, Heart if you remember and soul that. Heart Soul is my jam. That's why Sister Act. Wait, he wrote Heart and Soul? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Let's not get carried well, away. I know someone wrote, wrote the, it. The Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. Marissa Tomei I movie. I freaking love that movie. Wrote, I got that on VHS, son. Who wrote Heart and Soul? Some old dude back in the 30s. <laughs> yeah. Back in the 30s, heart and soul. Man, when I, my sophomore year of college, I mostly hung out at like one dorm that had a piano in the lobby and people really wanted to play it, but couldn't fucking play piano. But they're like, "Mm, I don't want to like practice on a keyboard in the privacy of my room, my own room. I want to practice on the like full piano in the lobby so people can hear me like mess up heart and soul over and over. It's like, can you not? figure out what the note is supposed to be. They work on it for like 10 minutes and not play the song right. It's not a hard (laughs) song. Why are you doing this to everyone trying to just hang out in college? My piano teacher wouldn't teach it to me. It was like one song that everybody asked to learn. And she I was just like, Pianos are just such awkward instruments because they're like always in like lounge areas. And it's like, do you just... A lot of people are bad at piano, but will still play piano and subject other people to it. It's because they don't have pocket pianos. Yeah, so you can't just, just get a melodica. When you have a couple of minutes, yeah. you can't just practice. I'd love yeah. a melodica. A melodica, yes. Melodicas That's are great. What even it is a melodica? It's like a little keyboard with an air pump. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a wind instrument that's also a piano. It's really cool. I'd call that a piano whistle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. And it sounds kind of like accordion-ish? Yeah. I call that a piano whistle as the name of your autobiography. I'd call that a piano whistle. Yes. Volume one. <laughs> piano whistle music for beginners. Yeah, I just... So... To get back to old Stu. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Stu words. Yeah, I, mm, I liked it better than It's Pat, and I was happy about that. I, was, I, I liked it better than Wayne's World 2, I think, too. Okay. But I'm probably more likely to see Wayne's World 2 again before I see this one again. Yeah. While I think we were it's watching it, John brought up that Al, young Al Franken looks like he could be Dustin from Stranger Things' as dad. Yeah. They have first, the same mouth. First of all, I'm going to point him. out that that's not young Al Franken, and he had been on SNL for 20-something years <laughs> at this point. <laughs> he, he was around in the 70s well, on SNL, okay. and you can yep. find YouTube videos from him. I guess like young 72. by, like, I, I didn't realize young, how much... Younger than now, of course. Yeah, like, now he's, like, this, he's, like, an old, like, his face got, like, very frog-like. Well, he got into politics, so... Yeah. yeah. And oh, when you British. when you get into politics, you become more reptilian or amphibian. <laughs> exactly. And his scales are showing. Yeah, his scales are looked, showing. Also in the movie, Duncan the Movie, coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> Crabby Man talks a <laughs> 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 
You better bring both them behind the scenes. <laughs> Austin film scene T. <laughs> but yeah, he just—it's weird to see what Al Franken used to look like, and especially because like I have only known of him really before watching this as like a politician. So to like be like, oh right, he was a comedic actor. It's like, oh, I didn't actually I, realize that. I, the wig's horrible and the sweaters are awful and everything, but I, I think Stuart Smalley's kind of cute, right? He's yeah. got he's oh, got he's like permanent dimples. Yes. He's, he's like he's adorable. You'd think yeah, he's he gay, but they like made sure to like steer. Yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. Though. So yeah, like uh, he, they're he, like, oh, he's very Christian. Don't worry, conservative 1995 America. We didn't make a gay character. Yeah, and this actually he goes loves back. Jesus. At one at one point, his dad called him Liberace. <laughs> like during during the uh-huh. I forgot it, about that. Yeah, yeah. the intervention like, hey. or whatever right at the yeah, end. Yeah, and I was like, that's the first mention that I've caught. And yeah. I, I, you know, that's an elephant in that room. Yeah, because like, yeah, he like doesn't have a, a romance, and I'm glad that they don't like force him into one. Like maybe he is gay, maybe he's ace, you know? Yeah, he's I, just he's just living his best life. That does come off as empowering women, which I enjoyed, and it it came through like later on, um, like via the relationships that was he was holding, even though they were just literally fucking like 30 second side characters Mm -hmm. the fact that they were all platonic and it was incredibly supported from all sides was something that surprised me for a film that came out in 1995 he he built a good family he didn't come from a great family but he built a great one yeah his sponsors were all so nice I love them I wish they were more present because they were like I, I just love this idea of like a movie focusing on like just people who all support each other. I would yeah, I'd much rather see a movie with like Laura Sanchez character where yeah, she's she where she's so like a, cool a Winston Wolf of of good. Yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. out there fixing everything, yeah. but to make it better, not to get rid of bodies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like fighting against the system within the system. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So, uh, it, it, cycling back a little bit. The reason I asked y'all earlier if you're familiar with uh, Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. culture is that based on what, what I've, so everything that I have as a preface is from uh, group members that I've had in my therapy group who are, are part of an alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. but there's like a large kind of Christian portion to it. Right. And so th- there's a part of me that was wondering if they were using like the uh, like fundamental fundamentalist Christian um, kind of like soul entity vibe as a uh, as a shell for this uh, femininity that Stuart has, mm-hmm. or if they were using the Alcoholics Anonymous. As a show, and like, I I feel that there's a part of me that felt like there was like some really fine play in the writing to like get certain messages out to the mainstream without the script. They didn't do the greatest job. <laughs> yeah, but they also like don't make his femininity and sort of like inherent queerness like a punchline. 
It's just him. Like as what he, it's just him. It's yeah. just what he is. Yeah, it's just like none of the none of like the jokes are just like, ha, yeah. he's look at him, isn't he like a woman? <laughs> Which mm-hmm. like so often is like made a punchline, and like for me growing up, like was a punchline yeah. in my life. Is yeah, like, huh, it's yeah. funny that like you care about that high girl, and like you know, I grew up in this like very conservative kind of restrictive social environment so like I don't know it's, it's nice to see like even at like the time before I was a kid like seeing him like not be bullied for that is, is nice like I feel like little little pre-realization queer boy me would have loved that mm-hmm. yeah. it's like as I, I feel honestly kind of seen in, in Stewart's character. He's like this like sensitive queer man who you know, is just like trying to piece himself together. Yeah. He seemed like he was the most normal out of everybody, like Yeah, yeah. like he's everybody just, else was like Yeah, like the hurt. the joke is that everyone else is so emotionally unintelligent and he's like actually trying to be yeah. like a sensitive person. Yeah. And like it's like, and yeah, you should be more like Stuart than anyone else in this movie. Why is he, like, the weird character? Yeah. Why is he the absurd? And the brother? And the brother was Who's Vincent D'Onofrio? Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. I do not... I, I, I'll, I will be honest. I will um, date... I will that age my, date yeah. myself, whatever. Was at uh, I recognize uh-huh. Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk on Daredevil, so he looks very different than this, and I did not realize that that was D- Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> I just know him from Fat Body. Yeah, I'm just used to him being like huge and bald. Oh. And like very angry, which he yeah. was very angry. Is Vincent D'Onofrio always angry? I don't know many of his movies. Wait, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. He's angry a lot. MIB, he was. He was, he was, he was Orson Welles and Oh, right, yeah, he was. He was Wait. MIB, but he looks Wait. more like his Stuart's current self. brother was Orson Welles. Uh-huh. And Ed Wood. Okay. Yeah, he was in Men in Black, in Full Man Metal Jacket. Like and he was uh, what? Which one of those uh, NCES or whatever? He was he was yeah, the, he did that for he was the, a long time. The farmer in Men in Black. What was the sci-fi? Was it Gattaca? Was he in Gattaca? Mm. Or was it another one that no, came out? No, he wasn't in Gattaca. I, I, was, was, I did not recognize him. him. But if he was in the first season. What was the sci-fi movie Vincent D'Onofrio was in in the late 90s? I, I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah, that's what I was fixing. I love him. I'm here for it. I have no idea what's going on. I right love, now. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. There's a a tweet that he made, that has been like spread around a lot, uh, where someone just asked him if he could say "fuck turfs," um, and he was like, "What is a turf?" And they're like, "Oh, they're trans exclusionary radical feminists. They like support like feminism only for like cis women, not and, but like specifically not trans women." And he was like, "Fuck turfs!" And that's just that's a tweet Vincent D'Onofrio made. And it's great. It's just like, what's that? Oh, I don't like that. It, it really gave a picture of his character. His entire Twitter is like pretty he's, great. He's yeah. very funny. What's the bird story? Do you remember that one? The bird story? I don't know the bird story. I'll look up first what you're talking about. <laughs> the fuck turfs? No, no, no. The, oh. the movie. Oh, the sci-fi movie. Is it Strange Days? Is that what you're thinking of? Um, not specifically, but yeah, I remember he's in that. I need to rewatch that movie. Angela Bassett. Is it Men in Black? 
No, no, we already talked about that. I thought you were just going to look it up and find it and not just go, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? All the way down the list. Well, no, there's like several that he was in around that time. <laughs> he put you out like that, Morgan. Dang. <laughs> you didn't give me a lot to work with, okay? Wait, Michael, I, I texted you a line in the movie. Oh, yeah. At some point. Yeah. That I it's, love. Um, and, I, and I want to repeat it now. Uh, it's, it's easier to put on slippers than to carpet the entire world. Mm-hmm. That's heavy as hell. Damn! Stuart's mm-hmm. <laughs> a fucking, fucking imposter. That was a jam. I'm sorry, I'm still on. <laughs> 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 D'Onofrio stuff. The cell though, man, he was fucking... Yeah. Was it 13 Ooh. 4? Maybe it was 13 4? Maybe it was that. The cell, he was insane. Insane. That was my jam. No, but I did, we were just whispering about how their relationship, him and his brother's relationship, how they came together at the end was really nice. I thought that was precious. Like, oh, he showed up for the Christmas party. Yeah. I like, I like that. That it wasn't all neatly tied up at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything wasn't fixed. Yeah. Relationships no. are messy. You know, yeah. but he didn't fix grown. everyone in his family. He may have saved his family. Yeah. But you know, there's yeah. there were casualties. Yeah. Um, his dad, his dad's maybe in jail now. Maybe. Oh yeah. That whole part where he's like, I'll, I'll talk to you at home. I was like, well, she gonna get up. Yeah. She gonna get a backhand when she gets out. Don't know what his mom's doing. His sister might be okay now. Hopefully. <laughs> his brother's gonna yeah. be okay. Oh, yeah, Stuart's gonna be, be okay. Great, yeah, Stuart's gonna be fine. Yeah, his, his brother made a miraculous recovery, like right away. <laughs> that was a beautiful thing. I don't know why I'm so skeptical of that, but I am. It wasn't birds. It was his visit to Monkey Island as a kid, where he just—it's a whole thread that he did where he just talks about being forced to go to this. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio. He, he was forced to go to this island. That was full of monkeys when he was like a kid. Oh God, I think I'm. I think and I'm he just this. talks about the beastly liars and how they would try to steal from you, and there was monkey shit everywhere. What? And his classmates would be like, "Is the phrase beastly beastly liars?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> but he's talking about how he was always so <laughs> mad because like his classmates would insist on eating lunch on Monkey Island. And he's like, "Here, here, amongst all this monkey shit." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, everything I learned about Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> makes me just love him even more. He's the best. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's, He's an intersectional feminist. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> what else has he been in that I might... <laughs> Can we just run through all that? Men in Black. He was Edgar. Edgar off of Men in Black. Edgar, your skin is hanging off your bones. <laughs> He's also I wish it was still a sandbox so you could just go do Tommy Lee Jones quotes on sandbox. The, the way yeah. his neck tells Tommy. <laughs> so, which movie is this from? Oh, man. Like, they had prosthetics but, and like makeup, but he like really sold being like a bug-filled yeah. skin suit. You want me to put my hands? Vincent D'Onofrio is a serious actor. <laughs> he is. He's amazing. He's he amazing. dives deep into his... He's like Gary Oldman. You don't even uh, recognize him. Yeah. He also played a noseless coke dealer 
What? The Salton Sea with Val Kilmer. Vincent D'Onofrio got range. He can play not having a nose. Yes. Oh, what a name. I want to watch that. Anything with Val Kilmer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a great one. Anything with the character okay. named Pooh Bear. I love me some Val. I'm so sad I missed him when he came. Oh, yeah. And then I heard he was at fucking... And Top Gun. Was he at uh, Continental? Or he was at Sea Boys. Yeah. Just hanging out at Sea Boys. <sighs> I found that out from you. <laughs> sad. I'm like, <laughs> not that my ass goes anywhere anyway, so... <laughs> My fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do get to watch him in a few weeks in MacGruber. Okay. I heard that was going to be good. Is it, is it going to be good? I think it's going to be a lot more enjoyable than where we're at currently. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I, I watched MacGruber like back when it, around when it came out, and I was like, oh, this is, this is fun. It's dumb, but it's fun. Okay. I need some, I need something in the morale I could use some good old dumb fun right now. <sighs> Killing me, small we're in a dry patch, and we got Blues Brothers 2000 coming up next. The only thing that I'm looking forward yeah. to that is... I did Eric not know there was a sequel. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I'm here for it. Can I you, don't even want to Can you imagine it. not knowing there was an original? Like Blues Brothers 2000 was just uh, what you grew up on? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Gross. I guess. I don't know. I won't talk shit until I see it. It's like kids growing We're gonna talk a lot of shit. It's like kids growing up with like the Star Wars prequels being like their Star Wars. Like their introduction like they're like, Oh yeah, Star Wars? You mean that movie with Jar Jar Binks? With Jar Jar Binks? Like And all that sick CGI. Yeah. Like because I I grew up like I like that shit. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Oh I love that. And that's fine. Why Star Wars? Why should a kid prefer some shit from the seventies? Yeah, that's a weird kid, you know. Yeah, like I'll be honest. I for a a pretty long time, my favorite Star Wars movie was Attack of the Clones because it had the most lightsabers. And as a kid, that was what I cared about. It does have the most lightsabers. Attack of the Clones (laughs) had so many fucking lightsabers. It was so cool. Just like just that that scene, like like that had never been done before. Darth Maul really tilted the scales. Yeah, like I, I loved Kid Festo from Attack of the Clones. He also played <laughs> Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith. He lasted a little longer than the other chumps. JJ's face. <laughs> what? It's happening. not. It's happening. <laughs> JJ's like. Mm. Oh no, I just you know I feel like the old uncle or possibly grandfather at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Why? Because I know who Kit Fisto is. <laughs> no, no, no. These used to be orange groves as far as the eye can see. <laughs> I, I grew up... Let me tell you about the two sons on Tatooine. <laughs> I watched all of the... I watched the original trilogy several times first. Like, that was my background. I just also liked the lightsabers. I did too, man. I'm, I, now I'm, I really I'm, love... Uh, Empire and like Return of the Jedi it's all like I appreciate them so much more as movies now but like as a kid I just wanted action you know I really I was like not a discerning movie goer as a child there's a lot of people that hated that movie I haven't hated what? I liked it yeah I like Rogue One I, I was expecting I loved it it's good more pushback when I said that no because I, I, I've heard mostly were you, you were trolling <laughs> well okay I'm not trolling because I I I for me, Star Wars is incredibly nostalgic. Like, I, I watched, I went to it in the theaters with my dad when I was a kid, stuff like that. And, um, 
Rogue One was all good feels. All right, motherfuckers, Strong we're gonna talk feels. about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rogue, Rogue One is a great idea. It's easy to do something like that and pull it off. I think they fucked up going into like Solo with something that everybody knows and loves and has all these ideas in their head on how it should be, and it's never going to be that. Rogue One's a story that people, some people may have thought about, like, oh, they had to get those plans somehow, but nobody devoted a lot of energy into, you know, imagining what this whole thing was. So when they gave it to you, it was real easy to be like, this is cool, unless you're just, you know, that whatever percentage that just fucking hates everything. Yeah. And fuck them because they hate this podcast already anyway. Yeah, like people who are like uh, Star Wars fans but really only like A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and like not even really Revenge of the Jedi, but they're like, I'm a true Star Wars fan and they hate like every other movie. It's like, dude, you don't like Star Wars. That's, that, see, that's, you know? that's where I sit with a lot of things. Like, we were talking about Star Trek the other day. Me and John were talking about Star Trek, and I'm just like, I, I, I can't say, you can't say that you're a fan of something if you don't fucking dive in there and look at all of that shit. Like, yeah. for the longest time, I wouldn't watch the original series because I didn't like William Shatner. I'm like, fuck that motherfucker, I ain't watching this shit. Mm-hmm. But I was like, and I even got on to myself, I'm like, I got to be a part of that because you can't say you you about that life if you don't check it all out. I mean, you ain't got to like it. You ain't got to do nothing but stay, in my case, stay black and die. You ain't got to do nothing but stay white and die. You ain't got to like it. So, but, you know, if you call yourself a fan, dive in there. Look you at should it. at least see it. Right? Yeah. 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 And, like, I, I, like understand the new, that. I like the new trilogy so far. I I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. And, like, all I see online is, like, people who discuss stuff online who are often, like, oh, fuck their feminist agenda. <laughs> oh, fuck them for, like, trying to have people of color in this movie. It's like, dude, like, Black people exist yeah. too. Yeah, like fuck off. <laughs> what? what? The universe is big. Why the fuck? Yeah, why the like fuck Star, Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars. They have black people in Coneheads. They can have black people in Star Wars, son. Calm yeah. down. Like, like, it's not true to the original series. Like, yeah, when the original series was being made, like only white men got to do things. Yeah, like there if you we're go. gonna keep doing, yeah. These movies in the scene. Billy D. Billy yeah. D. God. What, what would you think about him? Why the fuck are internet commenters like so proud to be ignorant though? Why yeah. do they write so many paragraphs yeah. to be ignorant? What about a movie on him? I wonder what the lives. I wonder what the Lando movie. Like. Fuck yeah, that was the that was the only part I really liked in Solo. Yeah. Yeah, he was dope. I don't know anyone like in my personal life who like is like the like angry dudes on the internet who hate everything that has women and people of color like but like they're just out there and like what are their lives like you know are they I just bet they're hiding in bushes mostly. i mean they probably just like <laughs> like sean spicer yeah <laughs> like i guess they just work like i forgot about i don't that. know like where do because i don't where do they go i don't know many like asshole men who like actually are still in my life because like i only my, you've just, oh, you've just cut them off. They're yeah. out there. Yeah, they're, you want to I know they're. I know they're out there. Go, go, they cut them go off. Drive, you let them. Yeah, go no, drive down that. the interstate. They're in most of the other yeah. cars. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I know that they're like most of men. <laughs> okay, so so but, like, here's something that happens. I, I live in night. such a bubble of nice people. <laughs> so 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 last so I I've been working all weekend, right? Yeah, and, you and I work at it's the nice. University of Texas at Austin campus. 
He's a beautiful scientist. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a beautiful scientist. <laughs> and um, I, I was driving up, and the traffic is crazy because there was a game yesterday. Mm. And um, I'm smug. I'm listening to music, smoking a cigarette, looking at everyone stumbling around drunk and orange. And uh, I, I'm driving up to 24th or whatever and what have you. Speedway. What have you avenue? What have you avenue? What have you? What avenue? What have you? What have you? And um, they're like, guys, they're bumper to bumper cars as far as the eye could see. And there's a dad throwing a football with his son at this intersection in the street. In the street. And then they're passing the football to people in cars. Aww. In the street. That's such a beautiful human moment. Yes, but it was terrifying. <laughs> it was so scary. It's like a movie. It could have been. It's like the, the start of La La La. If, if the dad and maybe the son were drunk, <laughs> oh, they, wow. were, they were definitely, the dad was drunk. Son, maybe. Somebody but, walked through in an LSU shirt. People got out of their cars and just stomped them. Yeah, they just like got beautiful. out and beat them. <laughs> but I, I, I honked my horn to get their attention. And when I pull up to him, the dad is yelling at me. He's like, what God do you believe in? You don't believe in a God? Like, what? Like, who are you driving for? You're not driving for God. Oh, no. And I'm run you over. That took a turn. I know. And, well, and here's, I, here's, I, here's I the just thing, leaned though. out my not... window. I leaned out my window and said, hey, this is a really... Like, I honked my horn, and I leaned out my window and said, hey, this is a really dangerous intersection right now for you to be throwing this ball at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know I've been here for five years. Here's here's the thing, though. Yeah, not, not in his defense, but you're car horn doesn't make a happy sound and an angry sound. It makes the same sound no matter how you feel. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But so he doesn't he doesn't know that it's like a little it's a beep beep and not a beep. Well if he had <laughs> asked if he had asked I was making myself vulnerable. Okay? Because I don't I don't you were concerned. That, I, I, think I it, was concerned, and I don't use I think it would be cool if you had different settings on your car horn so you could yeah, express but that. I, I but so yeah, you, wish, you good? You good? I so right, wish I could have, like, yeah, intonation options okay? for my horn. <laughs> like, if Everybody you could, like, cool? No, get the fuck out of my way. Have a nice time. I love that. Like, emojis for horns where you can be, like, like different reactions. Like, if we've gotten it for Facebook, let's put it in our smart cars. I'd be like, you okay? Yeah, much much like like posting online, it's hard to tell tone yeah, in a yeah. car horn. Nobody knows your emotional state. You need state. to have tooting options. I demand this from from Elon Musk. Give us some emoji options for the horns in all the cars. Stuart not only saved his family by bringing us together to come up with this idea. Stuart may have saved the world. You know how much road rage kills. If we could have emojis in our horns, it would be safer. You could really have. I'm not happy with living here. Got the human connection. Never before in my life. Just, just South Congress in the middle of rush hour. I pull out. The guy was in the left hand lane. I pull out. Had plenty of room. He flies in front of me. 
my friend said something that made me laugh. The guy in the, in the car that pulled out in front of me saw me laughing from his rear view mirror, stops in the middle of the street, rush hour traffic, gets out of his car, what? gets in front of my car, Holy and says, shit. are y'all motherfuckers laughing at me? My boy to the right here was like, he was he was winding <laughs> up. I'm like, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. He's like, I will get out this fucking car right now and kill that motherfucker if he doesn't get back in his car. Just like foolishness like that. And short, a couple of weeks later, I saw a man get out of a car with a pipe. I'm just like, what you can't do with that pipe? That man Damn. got his kids I, I in saw, that car. I saw a video of that one. And, uh, Somebody right took there. a video of that one. I was wow. right there. That man had kids in his car. And I was like, I got to get out of here, y'all. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Austin, you get one more year. No, it is funny <laughs> to drive around with a pipe in your car. Just in case. Yeah. People are crazy. You put yourself in danger. <laughs> I wouldn't have got out that window or nothing. I would have rolled my window on up. He oh no no no! I I mean like this. He was on. I would have I would have taken that kid hostage. <laughs> I so you back have. you back up you back up or I'm gonna put this straw up this kid's nose like he's a turtle. <laughs> you always got a straw in your car. Shout out to the turtles though for real. Yeah, you know, cut your straws. I love a straw though, man. <clears throat> they're they're all heroes in a half shell. They are turn power. Speaking of misunderstandings, y'all like so so you're sitting at an intersection with with two stop signs, and you're you're trying to tell <laughs> the other person to go. Oh it's, it's the, And you're you're doing one of these. I, have you ever asked yourself like how you do that in a like connective way? Like, he's, like, so, so for those who can't see like, John, he's doing a, what would you call that, like a, a, come, a, hither? Yeah, a come hither? Yeah, it's definitely a come hither. He's doing a come hither. He's doing it centrally. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, and, and, and so I'm curling my fingers towards me and in a pose stubborn at a stop sign and neither one of you is going to go first you're like nah you go and yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I got all day motherfucker yeah. <laughs> I sit here I you go you mind. go uh-huh. <laughs> no I'm good I'm good I ain't got nowhere to be like that. you just check your email you have right away shit. man you yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> get out <laughs> <laughs> turn the car off I sit down on the curb I think every street needs to be a roundabout though because don't can't nobody do a four way stop it's just yeah. impossible Impossible. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers went to driver's education. I had to. I had to do two weeks of driver's education. Did nobody else have to do driver's education? Yeah, I don't even think I don't even think no. the roundabouts the way. Uh, remember, oh, yeah. remember the Hot Wheels setups that had just ramps. <laughs> I think if you just have ramps at every yes. intersection Hot and you just speed up way. instead of slowing. Highways are like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like and then that, you just jump over the middle, up. and you know, if you're lucky, you don't collide. And if you do, everybody else is like, whoa, cool. As it is, whenever I go to a roundabout, I get scared because I don't trust that other people know well enough how to drive in a roundabout. Oh, they don't. Yeah, because like... They do not. We only have a few, so it's very dangerous, but if we only have them, it would be so much safer. But it's like, I don't know if they know to yield to me, you know? Like, I don't trust... But four-way stops? That four-way stop that's up up over here? Uh Uh-huh. Lord, 
God, it's got that weird little curve right before yeah, it. So it's very strange. Very strange. But I'm just like, oh, here we go. Let it be. Like the Beatles said. Let it be. <laughs> I wish we had more trains. Trains. Like Baston. Like in Chicago. Where yeah. Stuart said it's good. Oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah. Stuart, he saves his family. <laughs> Michael. John, thank you very much for being here and for watching this movie. Yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. It was such a treat. For, for those who haven't seen Stuart Saints His Family, it's very much worth I would agree. It's like an interesting it's idea. Than I for those, like, for those who like haven't Christmas. seen it, it's up to you. <laughs> Do Once you stop thinking of it as a comedy that's yeah. not very funny, does it... Does it yeah. resonate yeah. better? Yeah. If you yeah. watch it as like a character funny, study, yeah. I think yeah. it's very much more interesting. I remember yeah. I paused it and I, I was like, this really ain't, this ain't it's not supposed yeah. to be funny. If, it's not if I think of it as like a really good yeah. TV movie, mm. all of a sudden. A Hallmark yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's somewhere between <laughs> comedy TV. and Hallmark. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hallmark. Wendy. JJ. No. What did we learn? JJ. What did John. we learn? What Bendy. did we learn? Mike. Well, we learned that Stewart saved himself. That's all you really can Yeah, do. like I, that's all I got from that one. He saved himself. And did he really need to be saved? Because he was already sane. He he saved himself by removing himself from that situation. I think yeah, that I was think. I think definitely he continued his journey. I think yeah. when we when we pick him up, he's halfway there. He's gotten himself better, but the foundation that he's built on is still a mess. Yeah. It's still cracked. He's like, I'm not going back. I felt that. I felt that in my spirit when he said that. He's like, no, I'm not going to Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever he said. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, that's what I learned. Yeah, and and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. From Left Field, a podcast about SNL films in 11 episodes. Live from Left Field, it's Michael Haywood and John Bender. John Bender! <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs>